0: You're listening to Prosperity Ag Out Loud with host Michelle Baker. This podcast is for anyone who loves crop production and the people within our industry. We'll be sharing experiences and expertise on a wide range of topics with individuals from across the province and discussing areas that we can improve within the industry. I hope that you find a piece of information or a contact that helps you in your own agricultural journey. Welcome back, everybody. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with Mike Wilson, data collection lead with Deveron. Mike has spent the majority of his career working to advance agronomy and farm profitability through precision agriculture. If you have ever had a conversation with Mike, he's someone who always leaves you feeling challenged and inspired afterwards, and I hope that you'll feel that way after listening to this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Thank you, Mike, for being here. I'm very excited.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So I want to start off today talking a bit about you. I've been really fortunate to get to know you a bit over the last few years, and you're definitely someone that I look up to as a bit of a role model. You know, I feel like you're someone who's not satisfied by the status quo and uh, always likes a challenge. So I think that is very, very cool. And um so I'd like to start off today just talking a bit about where you're from, how you got started in the industry, and then maybe how you got involved and interested in precision agriculture.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, no, thanks Michelle. It's uh I was uh, I used to do a lot of competitive sailing and I still do sail and one of the uh team members uh, that I used to race against had a company and the motto of the company was always happy, never satisfied. <laughs> and uh, I like it I, I kind of uh, rang true to me a little bit about my personal life. And, you know, I always look for efficiency and and, and ways to improve things in everything I do almost to a fault in, in some cases at some times, but uh, no, it's great. It's been, it's been nice to get to know you over the years and a lot of other young people in the industry too. And it's, it's nice to help and be, a guiding hand when they need some support. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of one of those things that, uh, makes the day go by and puts a smile on your face and, and, and help you know you're doing the right thing. So, um, yeah, so I've been in the egg space, uh, for Oh, 18 years now, I guess, um, after I graduated from Ridgetown college, um, I started out in, Orford Co-op back in the day, which is now Agris. I was there for a little over a year um, and then went to Thompson's as a sales representative, um, spent four and a half years as a sales representative with Thompson's, then moved up to assistant manager um, and did that for another Eight years or so, and then became the agronomy solutions manager for Thompsons for three and a half years. Um, it was basically Thompsons where I fell in love with the uh, precision agriculture game. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled a bit when I first started out of school, trying to find my stride in the you know in the competitive world. I wasn't. I mean, I, I liked selling seed, but it wasn't a real passion of mine. Um, chemical was was interesting but it just it didn't really do anything it was the, the the soil and the fertility side of things that really began to interest me and and excite me and, and you know making fertilizer recommendations soil testing things like that so mm-hmm. um after my second year um there was an opportunity to start learning some new software that thompson said invested in um and i saw the fit almost instantly with, you know, deficiencies that we see across the field and how soil texture changes from one side of the field to the other, and you know, and throughout with elevation. And it just made sense to me right out of the gate. It's why are we farming an entire field the same way when Mm -hmm. the entire field is not the same? Um, So that variability piece has always intrigued me. Um, And has always excited me. Um, I grew up on a family farm just south of Chatham. Um, We've grown commercial corn, soybeans, uh, seed corn, um, mostly seed corn, uh, wheat, with a few vegetable crops here and there for my entire life. And I still farm on the farm today with my dad and my uncle. Um, So very passionate, and I do use ninety percent of the services we provide on the farm. um, Awesome, because I believe in them and I see the benefit and. Um, you know when we can you know kind of tip our hat and 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 see the results of, of our yields compared to others you know through the vegetable production and through the seed corn industry i i know it works um and and i, I see the results in our soil test um, it's not easy it's not uh it's not something that happens overnight it's it's a different you know you have to have a different slightly different mindset and and be focused and and uh a little bit stubborn and to see it through um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's 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 been good so
0: yeah so that's
1: uh what led me year, too, my new career at, or at uh, devron so
0: <laughs> yeah which is super exciting and i'm i'm excited to talk about that but i need to in, interrupt for a minute so what year roughly would that have been when you kind of started working with that new software at Thompson's and we're like, I think this is the route that I want to go.
1: Graduated in 2001.
0: I won't air that. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) Started doing precision egg in 2003.
0: So 2003, like that. Oh, I will see one.
1: I started the co-op January two thousand and two, left March of three, so would have two
0: thousand okay. and four. Okay, in like two thousand
1: and four.
0: Was there anything else going on in the province at the time? Like, was anyone else headed that direction yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It was. I mean, we were we were already doing it. Um, okay. So. Back then, in 2004, uh, Thompson's just was the farm services division. It was before Loresco was even created. Mm-hmm. Um, Loresco was created very shortly after that, um, but it was still just farm services. <laughs> Believe it or not, we were loading prescriptions into the lime truck and the and the fertilizer trucks on three and a half inch floppy disks. Oh,
0: wow. Using diff
1: <laughs> files, and, and there, was, there was some ancient, archaic, um, I can't even think of it, was it a mid-tech controller that had to those PCMICA cards, those big fat things that we used. and
0: I've, I've seen a was, couple of those,
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was clumsy and took forever, but you know what, it worked. And um, so to answer that question, yes, uh, that Rodney-Kent Bridge area has really sharp sands and some really aggressive, decent agronomists and, and, and service providers. So that area of the world kind of took off um, kind of created its own little bubble and I would say is still more advanced today than most of the rest of the province but there's other areas that are very close to catching up okay um, and and I think well there's that's one of your questions later on is, is in the area but
0: yeah no we'll all... talk about it now like I mean it's uh yeah. that's something that really interests me because like I've you know I've worked in a couple different areas now I see huge differences but you've seen yeah so much more across the province. So yeah, I do want to know, like, what areas well, are more progressed and why? I mean, right?
1: this whole industry is people. Yeah, yeah, you know, the more you learn, the, the more you the more you grow, um, you know, it's it, it's people, you know, who you interact with, you know, who's passionate about what and, 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 you know, how the relationships evolve from there. So, um, you know, there was a lot of good people trying some really interesting things and there was enough competition that, uh, you know, we kind of pushed each other. I I mean, look at Aaron and I, Mm -hmm. we were competitors for the first, well, we worked together at Thompson's out of the gate, but then we were competitors for over 10 years and fought against each other. And now That's we're on hilarious. the same team building yeah. some pretty cool stuff, you know, yep. across North America. Right. Yep. Um, and, and then that was all in that same Chatham-Kent area. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that, that little bubble kind of swelled into a, kind of a really unique offering for some of the customers there. And, and you know, the customers took advantage in and, and away it went. So, you um, know, I think variable rate lime had a lot to do with that out of the gate. You know, you could instantly save a guy money and he could see an instant yield payback. Um, So it was a no-brainer. Precision Mm -hmm. egg pays, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the lime Mm -hmm. application paid for the soil sampling and everything else. Oh, for Um,
0: sure. We saw that down, like, on the clays, right where I'm from, right? Like, it's incredible. Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, once, and once you see it and you understand that it's very easy to extrapolate how that savings will work for mm-hmm. other nutrients and, and, you know, seed and nitrogen as well. If, if you're, if you have the equipment to do that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of why it kind of we got the foothold we did. And I was lucky enough to be in the right area to learn it and embrace it. And I was lucky enough to have some awesome customers along the way that uh, we had mutual respect both ways and and were willing to try some things. And uh, the company I worked for was willing to try some things and, and lo and behold, we pushed ourselves to, you know, some pretty cool levels. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. But you, like, you've had a lot of kind of resiliency along the way. I would call it, or perseverance is maybe a better Stubbornness. word. Stubbornness? Stubborn, sure. <laughs> hey, yep, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you have that quality, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, really, though, because, I mean, like, I've worked with a bit on the equipment side of things, a little bit on the software side, not nearly as much as you. Um, and then there's the whole people portion of it and like things don't always go your way right like I mean there's there's a lot of struggles when you're working with anything new and I think there's a lot of struggle like when you are um like when, when you have a vision right but not everybody else shares that same vision as you do yet right and you're trying to cultivate that within an industry so um maybe talk about that a little bit like some of like the the tougher parts of getting to the point where you are now
1: Sure. Well, you have to find a passionate person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I, I might be a little too passionate at sometimes, I guess, about precision egg and, 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 you know, um, where I think, it, where I think it should go. And, and I get frustrated, just like everybody else that it's not happening fast enough or, or mm-hmm. the adoption rate's not the same, but you know, when, when you, when you look at it and boil it all down, you know, People aren't going to adopt something or or try something if if it isn't proven or it hasn't mm-hmm. been proven to them, mm-hmm. right? And and I would say that's the biggest problem that you know agronomists, uh, precision ag companies, and and, and everything in between um, have had in this space. Um, it's very hard to show that proven payback. Um, that's part of the reason why I made the switch to join Aaron with the veritas team um even before Devron uh, stepped in and, and and became you know purchased us and, and, and made the decision I was really curious as to where we could push this um the, 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 so what right why are we doing this does it pay you know how can we show a customer the that hidden value um, mm-hmm. and, and and what it brings and 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 that's that's still our passion today and, and that's still the reason for for doing this i mean if we can't do something if we can't make the customer's job easier or life more simple and show him how it's making him money then you know there's what what's the point there, mm-hmm. there's no reason for them to change right yep. Yep. Um, so so you know that that's where that passion comes from and you know i like i said earlier always happy never satisfied you know, i there's definitely a better way to farm Yes, you know, we, can, we can continue to do the same thing over and over again. And we're going to get the same result, which is fine. I mean, there's lots of great farmers out there that are very profitable. They have their solution figured out and, and they're content. Um, but there's those out there that know there's more or, or mm-hmm. are looking for more. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and it's that it's that little bit on the top that makes a huge difference. Um if you've ever seen any of my presentations um you know where i talk about those the five percent rule that i picked up from a couple presentations i saw at SWAC and, and around the countryside it's it's those little wins at the top that that make the biggest impact on our bottom line right you know it, it's it's that it's the extra five percent that goes directly into the pocketbook which is which is what we get to take home you know all the bills still need to be paid all the inputs you know it's that's 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 the painful part so what can we do to get that extra little bit because that's what pays for the trip or that's what buys the new tractor or that's what buys another farm. for sure and uh, it's like
0: it's really interesting how like i think in some other sectors like maybe you look at um nutrition a bit and then like even just like other industries like how far we go to like fine tune our craft you know what I mean and yep. I'm not sure like with with crop production I think there's a few things at play like a lot of things happen so fast um you know like seasonally right as yep. well as there's a lot that's influenced by weather and I think it's really easy to just kind of say like well these things are not in my control but but you know there, there is a little bit more that we can control and I agree with you I mean Um, I'm in an area with, you know, a lot of topography, obviously, and it's very easy to drive around and say, we can definitely do a better job, right? Um, But it seems like in in some situations that we just haven't gone to the next step, because there hasn't been a need or nobody has been pushing us, right? And I mean, I when I, you know, leave a conversation with you, it's like, people like you, like really excite you to kind of um, Want to do better, right? Because um, like you're so passionate, and that's why I think that's why it's so ex- important for people to hear from you. So, and it's interesting because too, like like what you guys are trying to do. I mean, there's there's a lot going on in the states, but um, there there hasn't been a lot come out of like extension within the province yet, right? So, I mean, you're doing a lot of research. That's kind of coming from the the private sector right and maybe not as much funding behind it too so I imagine that's a little bit uh you know tougher as well right
1: yep well uh, yeah very little funding I mean we're just now starting to get some some projects uh some help from GFO and some of the other um industry people that way um because I think they're starting to see that you know there is some value and, and some valuable results that that can be Gathered from this kind of information, but um, up until now, yeah, it's all been um, farmer data and and just what we're learning. I mean, we do planting scripts over, you know. 100,000 acres across Ontario a year, you you start to see some trends. You start to see what works and what doesn't. Um, Same thing with nitrogen. Um, And to be honest, the biggest thing that works for us is that uh, Veriblock process with the scripts at the end. Um, Even if the script doesn't make the customer money, you still learn a pile of information on which oh, rate yeah. was most, which made yeah. you the most money. Um, what should you have done different? How did weather affect, you know, the different product productivity zones and, and all that is, is such crucial information as we move forward. Um, you know, like you said, different areas of the province may or may not adapt, um, some of these, some of these skills or, or some of these practices. Um, but it's not necessarily the service providers fault. Um, you know, they're busy their Mm day-to-day is is swamped and and full of of firefighting just like it is everywhere else in the province Um, and if there's no if there's no one pushing or no one challenging you to change um you know there's change doesn't happen yeah Um, you know like like i said i if i hadn't have been where i was i might not have uh, might not have uh you know stayed stayed as passionate as i was um you know but that's 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 the important piece of this whole thing is is you know I always challenge new people, um, you know, to surround yourself with mentors and, and people that, that challenge you, um, mm-hmm. you know, surround yourself with people that, that, uh, make you want to be a better person. Um, you know, this, this job is all about people, um, and, you know, learn as much as you can and, and challenge yourself in, in, in as many different ways as you can. Um, a lot of times in life we think we're too busy or, or we can't commit to things like that. And, um, you know, I think that's one of your questions that you had to ask is, uh, um, you know, what have you learned most out of, you know, your as you grew through the career? Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that's, that's, that's the biggest thing is um, this world is all about people and treating people properly and, and, and building the relationships. And it's all about pushing yourself. Um, I don't know how many times in my career I thought I was tapped out that I was incapable of doing more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more falls on your lap and you freak out for a little bit and then learn how to embrace it. And then lo and behold,
0: you grow from it, right? You're
1: doing more. It's uh. Um,
0: it's, it's yeah. interesting, right? Like as you get bigger problems, you can kind of, you can handle more, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you do, you do grow into it. Um, you know, there is a point in time where everybody becomes tapped out and, and overworked and stressed and, and you have to be very mindful of that. But if you, if you take things on at the right pace and, and you push yourself to just to be a better person, um, you will surprise yourself with what you're capable of in, in the long run. Um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun over the last 18 years and, um, I'm looking forward to the, to the next 18, I guess.
0: <laughs> so you just, you just had a big, like a bit of a, you know, career change too, right? Like you just moved yeah. into more of a, um, managerial position and that was just what, like three or four months ago, maybe was it even that yeah.
1: long? Yeah. Yeah. First so of March. So yep. talk
0: about like, if you don't mind, like maybe just talk about a couple of the ups and downs that like you personally have been going through for the last few months, cause it's going to be a lot of people in that same situation one day. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, change is exciting and, and change is frustrating. Um, kinda of all at the same time. Um, so you know, the new excitement, the you know, meeting the new team, trying to learn everybody's skill sets and personalities and things like that. That's that that's all exciting to me. I, I love Trying to understand, you know, the people and 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 what uh, what motivates them, and and you know, and, and learning how to make the team work together. Um, and that's you know, why and, you're a good and, leader. <laughs> well, and also learning how to push them, um, not to the point where they're frustrated, which sometimes happens, um, but to the point where they're satisfied and and can work with other team members and and, and we can reach new levels together. Right, um, that's that's the fun part, and that's that's the part I really like the best. Um, it's not easy and it does come with some stress. And, um, but, uh, you know, so, so there's been some ups and downs the last little bit, uh, but all in all we've, you know, the sampling season that we've gone through We're you know, we've probably doubled acres. Wow. Um, you know, we've got four times as many contractors and everything working for us across North America now. Um, so we're expecting to have a record year on imagery as well. Uh, so yeah, it's busy. Um, trying to help my father more on the farm at the same time. Um, I started a seed corn picking business on the side. So I pick seed corn from Azex in the fall. So trying to get a picker put together and ready to go. And
0: In not, your spare time. You know,
1: and my, yeah, on my nights and weekends, and yeah,
0: try to homeschool you some know. kids,
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> the whole COVID thing's been an interesting challenge. It's been yep. tough to get out and see. Well, you can't get out and see customers and, and have those yeah. ones, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, you know. The, I would say that's been the biggest challenge is this uh, the. connectivity piece over the last little bit it's been a lot of zoom meetings and a lot of web-based calls but uh yeah yeah Yeah. all in all it's good the growth is there and you know we're we're getting through it it's uh it's gonna continue to be fun and challenging as we go but uh yes that's what makes life exciting right
0: for sure so Maybe just touch on some of the work that you've been doing, some of the things that are maybe most exciting to you in terms that you've been getting to do with your customers. Like I know, you know, obviously you're learning a lot with the Verablox that you're doing. You've got some amazing people working on data analysis now. So I imagine that, you know, it's so much easier for you to look at things as a whole. Um, and I know you've really been uh, like the profitability piece of things has been kind of, I think, intriguing to you. So maybe just touch on a couple of those sure,
1: points sure. for folks. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I started drawing zones on the window in of my office in Kent Bridge with a bare ground image over top of a yield map 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Somewhere near, there, anyways. Yep, <laughs> it's come a long way. So, you know... It's, chasing software and and looking for new opportunities and and building some tools on our own. Um, You know, we, we've, we've come up with some pretty interesting insights. Um, But I would say the biggest thing that uh, continues to excite me and, and challenge me is, is those, those hidden interactions that happen that that we don't see until we measure more. Um, And we're just Mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg. Like, there is so much about what happens in the soil and and what we can do to affect the crop that we don't even really fully understand, you know, as an industry, let alone, um, you know, uh, just as as the precision agro veritas side of things. Um, But, yeah, when you truly get to the proper zones on a field um, and begin to understand those production levels on top, um, and then you start to farm based on those levels, um, the doors just fly open. Um, it's a
0: little,
1: mm-hmm. um, it's, it's scary and, uh, a little, um, disturbing at first that, you know, in uh, what's the word, um, you know, makes you feel like you don't know what's, what's next, or you don't know where to turn and you're, you, you're just a little lost. Um, but once you start to understand it and then begin to follow things through, um, it, it all starts to make sense. Right. Um,
0: I think it's probably one of those things where it's like the the more you know, the more that you realize exactly. you don't that's know. Exactly, that's the perfect right? way to like say one it. of those yep, scenarios. Exactly.
1: You know, um, so the fun part is, and the most exciting part is, is trying to learn and figure out those parts we don't know. Um, you know once we understand mm-hmm. how the crop behaves on the soil, and we understand if it's water limiting or nutrient limiting, um, we can then start to manage the farm differently. By, you know, if it's a water limiting mm-hmm. issue, then we just save money or or push for more. Um, yep. But you know everything starts to change as we as we as we dive into that. Um, you know those. Let's let's talk about your highest yielding areas on a farm, for example. Once you understand where those are, and you soil test those areas specifically, and and not blend that soil mm-hmm. with any other areas of poorer production, you really start to see some trends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if you use things like our soil tool, you can dive in deeper and figure out what your optimum nutrient level should be Um, you can begin to see that often cases we've mined our best soils because we've done straight rate application for years and that soil is getting close to a critical soil test level Um, you can then throw Mm -hmm. in tissue to tissue testing on top of that um, to see okay is that area of that farm actually getting into a deficient or insufficient range um, at peak growing times if it is then trying to use a prescription from any supplier anywhere that's going to push seeding rates in nitrogen in an area that's already short on a major nutrient is going to fail. The crop can't grow anymore. Mm -hmm. It's already limiting. Trying to push for 300 bushels when you're getting 250 and you're deficient is just going to make it fall flat on its face or do something wrong, right? So you can really start to understand that using some of those precision tools starts to make those old... Uh, traditional practices pay more soil testing begins to make more sense and pay tissue testing begins to have more meaning and and there's a reason to do it um you know and then once you start to understand how nutrients are behaving um then your prescriptions start to make sense and you know that's probably the biggest thing i've enjoyed over the years is working with my customers and seeing the satisfaction on their face um you know riding with them in the tractor cab and them saying yep that planner changed right where I wanted it to that makes sense to me they now know how their field behaves and performs and the prescriptions they get are doing what they expect and what they want Um, you know that's that's the Mm -hmm. level of of satisfaction I like to see with with those customers and and they're trying something different you know they're they're pushing they're pushing for Mm -hmm. more Um, in some cases it works some cases it doesn't but uh, they're learning
0: yep I think the faster you go in in any direction, you you learn, right? Like, I mean, if you never try anything, like, you don't learn anything. So, but I think, like, what I like so much about what you guys do is just that whole systems view and, like, systems approach to building recs, right? Because, I mean, like, you're not just looking at a seating rate. Like, it's so easy for anyone to go build their own prescription, right, to just entirely, you know, look at that field and just change the seeding rate as they see fit without taking all those other fertility right. factors into account, which I think that you guys have so much experience doing that, that like I personally know, would have so much confidence in what you can yep. do.
1: Well, and it's hard. I mean, so just making a seeding script sometimes is the right thing to do, but you know, if a customer is not willing to spend that a little bit extra to do a soil test and and draw some zones and, and get to the deeper learning, you may not know why that seeding script didn't perform just like you want it. Right. So there's, there's steps there. And, right. and to be honest, that's, that's what uh, Devron and Veritas wants to be. Um, that's our, that's our goal. Um, we are not trying to be a technology company like a, uh, a software company. Our our goal is not to build software. Mm-hmm. It's not to build a platform. Um, our goal is not to even be and in, in a you know an independent agronomy company um, dealing directly with with the customer. Uh, we do we do do that in, in a lot of cases um, if the customer chooses to have that happen. But um, our best fit is to support the independent agronomist or the egg retail. Um, you know that's that's where that's our goal, and that's that's kind of our angle is is to be that support network to to help those those people grow their their business with their customers. Um, you know, uh, we have the collection side of things, which I'm now responsible for. Um, you know, where we can support everything from you know soil sampling, tissue testing, um, data collection from monitors, um, from from different customers, um, and and the full support all from start to finish, just place the order and get the results back, uh, from, from the lab, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that helps egg retails be more efficient. Um, uh, you know, the, allow them to spend more time with the customer and more focused on the critical tasks within the branch instead of being stuck in the field. Yeah. Right. Um, and then let them do manage the customer relationship, let them be the the experts in, in, in the chosen area and, uh, um, you know, follow through with with a decent recommendation, and um, then you know if follow through with some insights from the Veritas side. Um, you know, once once the soil test is yep. back and and they've either made or gave blessing to the prescription. Um, teach them how to understand the curves and and what they mean and and go back and follow through with the customer to help them understand was it successful or not and and learn together to make it better as as the years go by um you know that's Mm -hmm. we've had great success with that and, and that's the model with uh that we see continue to be successful as successful as we move forward so
0: it's, it's almost like it's not really that different than your seed representative or your chemical representative who's a partner in that operation right. too. You know what I mean? They're they're providing a product and a service, you know, which is essentially kind of the fit that you have for ag retail and obviously providing some like agronomy support like in, in the areas that you guys specialize in, right? So I think that's kind of a good way to look at it, right? Yeah. And I think like-
1: A lot of similarities
0: kind of talking to Drew Thompson about this on the interview that I did with him like just kind of talking about like I don't know if it's like an ego thing that like agronomists have (laughs) I can say that I am one right sometimes I don't know if there's like an impression that like you just have to be an expert on everything I think we can really help the grower a lot by having like more than one party involved in providing information to the grower and whether that be You know, like I talked about with Drew, like sitting down with a nutritionist or a chemical rep or folks like yourselves, right? Like, I mean, you're bettering that operation. Everybody is winning from the scenario. Just having some more communication, I think, is always a good thing. Yeah, no,
1: I agree completely. I mean, agronomy is such a wide topic. I haven't met anybody that's good at everything. You know, a good agronomist knows who's at all. yep when they have a question yes. and find and, and knows where the expert is that to, to help them find the answer. Um, you know, you, you, you can have a very well rounded knowledge base and be very smart in a lot of different ways, but there's still lots of different opinions and lots of different ways to, to, to find the answer. And, you know, that's, that's, what's important. You know, uh, I agree. Uh, you know a successful farm today should have a, um, you know, a, a couple, at least one seed person that understands, you know, their land and and what varieties and and and, and to find proper placement and, and variety selection. Um, you know, they they probably need a a decent agronomist on the on the fertility and chemical side of things. Um, you know they're they're going to need an equipment expert if they're going to get into the technology side of things for for help and support with the monitors and 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 on and the data flow and things like that and and then they're going to need probably somebody like um, you know Devron Veritas or, or or someone that can that can help them manage the data understand what the data is telling them and and help support those other agronomists to to get those recommendations put into a format that uh, can be applied to the field so. Um, It definitely takes, you know, a group of experts to to get a successful farm moving today. Um, A lot's changed from from where it used to be before. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what is like, um, give us an example, like say a farming operation that you personally have been working with for several years now that has gotten into the variable rate piece in all facets. So, you know, fertility, seeding, just kind of give us an overview of what that would look like They kind of, you know, what scripts they're doing, how many products for different fertilizer blends and just kind of give a visual of like something that we can strive for if this is the route that people listening choose to go.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say first off, you know, start small, um, find, keep it simple. That's better. Don't start small. Just keep it simple. What's the, what's the biggest challenge you have on your operation today? Um, and and how do you fix it? Uh, I mean, ninety percent of the conversations will probably a hundred percent if you if you work at it hard enough—but ninety percent of the conversations we have, you have, anybody has with a customer at the counter um, is addressing variability. Yeah. Why didn't my corn come up on the knolls? Why are the why are the weeds over there? Hey, like, there's everything that we're dealing with, especially this time of year, is. 100% variability. You're right. The field is not the same from one side to the other. You know, so how do we manage that? Right. And and everybody has a different reason. Maybe it's tile. Maybe it's not enough water. Um, maybe it's poor fertility. I, I don't know what it is. Right. And 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 that's where the agronomist needs to be passionate and needs to understand that it's their job to help that customer manage that variability and, and get to the root cause. And then, you know, to apply a blanket application to a field that doesn't need it everywhere just doesn't make sense to Mm -hmm. me Um, so that's where precision egg works you're not selling a prescription you're not selling um, precision egg you're selling a solution that's going to fix the problem where the problem is Mm -hmm. right so you know so to answer your question once once you get a customer started down that road and and what can it look like when it gets you know full in um, you know it's it's zone sampling at scale and What I mean by at scale is there is no resolution it's based on the yield monitor data. If your zone is a half an acre, your zone is a half an acre. That's where that's what that yield data is telling you. Um, It might be 10 acres. It all depends on the field and, and the variability that uh, you you were blessed with when you purchased that piece of ground. <laughs> you know, it, we, we can't predict the soil. We just have to farm what we've been given. Um, so understanding that, so you know, soil sampling every three to four years, um, tracking your nutrients, um, making prescriptions for the you know the nutrients we can change and, and what's what's limiting. Um, every nutrient can be variable rated. Um, You know, you will probably run into issues as you move across the province in equipment available to you to variable rate Mm -hmm. fertilizer. Um, If you're in a area like Chatham, Kent, finding a three bin truck that can put three different products on at three different rates is a dime a dozen, you know. Most facilities have two or three or four, um, and you can get it done. You move into some of the less, um, you know, less precision egg focused areas, and you know that will become a really big challenge. You know, you'll probably be able to find a truck that can do one product at a time, um, and it becomes frustrating and challenging if you have to do more than one pass. and And those are all hurdles that that we need to overcome as an industry. But um, you know, uh, you can't blame your egg retail if you're the only guy asking for a three product variable rate why would they spend the extra money on purchasing a truck if there's no, if there's no industry or no demand there yeah. for it. Right. So it's, it's, again, it's that chicken and egg. So, you know, once we see that, uh, that whole, the whole thing come, it's, it's, you know, managing those zones, understanding the nutrients, starting to put on, you know, lime if needed, but then your potassium, your magnesium, your phosphorus. Um, you know, on my own farm, we're diving into boron and some manganese, uh, variable rate. Um, then, you know, once once you start to get fertility in check and the farm starts to look holistically better, then it starts to make sense to do well. Seeding and nitrogen makes sense right out of the gate, but more so on the struggling areas as a cost savings. Um, if you want to push. Those high yield environments, you know, I say do that with a grain of salt. You can't push until it's ready to be pushed. Um, so yeah, you start to take that very holistic approach. Um, you know, with soil sampling um, to understand where nutrients are, variable seeding, variable rate nitrogen, um, using some imagery and drone flights to track crop health throughout the seasons to make sure those nitrogen and seeding scripts are actually being applied properly. Um, We've even starting to do vertebrate fungicide with customers so that, you know, we're, you know, in, in an edible green crop, for example, we're lowering seeding rates in those really high growth areas where mold is, is, um, a threat, um, to thin out the canopy with population. And then we're also going back and applying fungicide to those areas where mold is a threat, um, and vice versa, those areas where, you know, crop doesn't grow as tall and it's thin and we don't ever see mold, you know, increase seeding rate to try to get a little more competition to get a, a bigger, more robust plant and uh, save your money on the fungus diet because it's not needed um, and for mold. Um, and uh, and away you go. So, you know, you can really start to see how all that starts to start to kick in. So, you know, we've got we've got some customers that are they're doing four, five, six, seven, eight different products variable rate wow. across the field in any one year, depending on depending on the crop.
0: So managing that, I know that just speaking with you previously, like with a lot of the folks that you work with in retails, there's been a shift away from like spring fertility management, you know, for P&K and some of those other nutrients, right, to more of like a summer-fall application, just when we have a little bit more time, right, like not such that spring okay. rush timeframe. So maybe just talk a bit about that, like how you've seen operations shift to better encompass this
1: yeah yeah so um there's no question that throwing that extra layer of, of data management and, and and data manipulation into a farm operation um creates some challenges around timing and 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 uh you know uh, knowledge level of 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 the farm manager or owner and and then any staff that they may have um, if you know for the operations large enough um, it takes quite a bit of investment and quite a bit of time and, and and training and knowledge so um to try to get everything done in the spring is is a big enough challenge on its own and a hurdle that we have to overcome um and um a lot of times that is part of the reason why farmers just say, ah, I can't do that. I don't have time. And, you know, it's nice and sunny and I got to get the corn in and I'm planting. and away you go. And the script just gets forgotten about, um, you know, but you know, once a customer begins to see the potential and, and they realize the payback, um, you know, and they've proven it to themselves, you know, they really want to see it through and, and they really want to see it happen. So um, you start looking at options and ways to, to to manage that risk and 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 spread out the workload a little bit more and you know uh, things like uh you know uh, a potassium or magnesium um application in the fall um you know with you know especially if it can get incorporated in um is a great way to take um you know a pass off your blade in the spring um you know just leave yourself with uh you know the planter blend and uh you know the uh the fertilizer or the the nitrogen application later season, um, you know, so you're not waiting for your egg retailer or, or or a script or something, you know, when it when it's go time. It's it's it makes it, it almost makes it more manageable for you if you if you, if you're able to do some things like that. Um, in a lot of cases, customers are starting to go more to their own application equipment. I think uh, strip tillers and, and some tools like that that are mm-hmm. uh, becoming more and more popular across the countryside have the ability to apply some products and, and, and uh, making that a uh, little bit more achievable for some customers. Yeah. Um, and obviously that, uh, that needs to be done. Uh, in the fall to, to set that strip up. And then, you know, whether they choose to refresh and put a little bit more down in the spring is is completely up to them. Um, so, you know, I think just the very nature of, of how we're farming is changing. Um, you know, you can argue technology is driving that, or you can argue that, uh, you know, practices are driving that and technology is following. Um, you know, either way. But uh yeah, there's definitely different ways to look at that and 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 change your system's approach to, to make data fit in. Um it just you sometimes need to be a little creative. For
0: sure. But I find like a lot of growers like they're they're setting themselves up for success a lot of times like when they're purchasing new equipment and stuff now, like just, you know, you see a lot more of like the newer fertilizer carts that are being sold that are dual bins now, you know, whereas previously they would have yes. just been single product right and it's I think it's kind of an exciting time that we're coming into now where a lot of a lot of the technology is just coming standard on the new equipment right and so there's no longer that bottleneck of maybe not having the functionality or having to spend extra on it so I think that's a pretty cool place for us to be and like definitely something that I think like as a province we need to start capitalizing on a little bit more and I think it's like it's good for everyone to hear kind of what you guys are doing like do you, I don't know, and I haven't asked this before, but um, do you have a bit of like a network built with some of the growers that you're working with directly to share any information? Or is it more just, you know, on an individual grower by grower basis? Like I've seen Erin now has posted some stuff where you've accumulated the data and now, you know, you're analyzing it to provide some year over year results. But is that something that you kind of share with a network of growers or what does that look like?
1: Yeah, um, it doesn't exist yet. Um, It's something we've been asked many times, and and it's something that um, we'd like to strive to achieve. to be 100% honest, we're just so damn busy trying to keep up all the time. We 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 don't spend the time we need to do that better, and 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 that's a that's a cop out. And, and we all know it is. Um, it's it's you know not the answer. We should be doing. We 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 should do a better job of that, um, you know, as a company, and and, and share some of those results. Um, you know, historically. Um, you know we've worked with a lot of the large farmers and, and and a lot of those farmers are competitive with each other
0: and um, private so, right for sure yeah
1: and absolutely yeah. And, and 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 it's not our goal to share the farmer's data no um, you know we we've made that very clear and, and that's not our angle um we we don't you know our goal is not to not to share data you know across the industry um but i think there is some valuable insights that could be learned um you know when we aggregate you know results of all the tests together to to help a customer learn you know where where to better apply nitrogen or or how to start himself off right with with some seeding scripts Um, we have been working around the idea of starting um a bit of a um, um conference i guess if you will or, mm-hmm. or a forum somehow um, whether it's online or 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 some other way where you know we can have customers all get together a couple times a year to share some successes and some stories and and we can learn you know they can learn from each other um we're just trying to figure out the best way to do that yeah um, you know especially right now gets, <laughs> well yeah it gets very expensive to you know have a bunch of people travel to one place and share ideas um you know could we do it in a you know a zoom call with 40 people on it and and manage it and control it possibly uh, you know so you know great idea um something that probably needs to be done and, and better share better share those ideas um but it's just it's a bit of a struggle and, and we just haven't haven't found the right uh the right uh, approach to to get it off to the masses properly. Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. That that definitely does make a lot of sense. But sometimes it's it's almost nice, like especially like for some of those larger growers that maybe are working a little bit more independently, like not you know maybe don't have as much community a sense of community with other growers in the area because like you said competition and whatever reason but sometimes it's nice if there are people from across the province that you don't maybe you're not competing with locally right but people that are doing some of the same things that you can learn from so I'm sure you'll figure something out and I'm excited for whatever does come of it you guys have done like you've done some webinars and stuff too where can people go to find that um and where can people find more information about you and what you guys do
1: Um, Yeah, so uh, Devron does have a YouTube channel. Um, If you if you search that YouTube channel on Devron, there is every all the series of webinars we've done, um, you can go on there and and, and watch each of each of those, Um, you know, that'd be a great place to start. you know, you can reach out to any of the Devron or Veritas team. I believe our contact information is on the websites um, or, you know, reach out to me directly, you know, uh, on Twitter or, um, you know, via email at uh, the at Um Lots of, lots of different ways to get a hold of us. And, uh, you know, there's some lots of good free information there to, to whet your appetite and, and see if there's anything that might be interesting.
0: Perfect. And, um, I hope that you'll come back and do another one of these interviews with me because there's, there's so much more to dive into. And it's it's such a, a broad topic, you know what I mean, to try and um, encompass everything. And there's so much more that I want to know, like especially on like, you know, even on like the micronutrient side of things because like, come on, coming from clay, it's not something that <laughs> I dove, dove into as much as I should. So um, I feel like there's so much more that I have yet to learn from you guys for sure. Um, but one oh, question that
1: th- I feel the same way. Yeah. Hey, <laughs>
0: yes, I'm glad. I, I,
1: well, as I do every, every day, I feel like there's just so much more and, and so much more to learn. It's uh, yeah. I, I, we never stop learning. And that's, that's what I love so much about this career and, and, and agriculture in general.
0: Yeah, so no, fun. absolutely. So last question I will pester you with, but yeah. um, um, I know we've, we've touched on a few, but if you could pick one, like what would be, one area that you think you could most improve our agronomy or crop production practices in Ontario?
1: Oh man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can pick two.
1: (laughs) No, it's, it's a a good question. Um, I don't think there's any one area specifically. I think it's the way we look at our operations you know we're very you know we need to be you know a lot of decisions today are made based on feelings Mm -hmm. and previous previous experiences Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of decisions made on actual data and 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 a measured result um so i would say that that would be my challenge to all the listeners is are you making decisions on the farm based on feelings and what you've always done? Or are you actually looking for change, measuring something, and making a knowledgeable decision from the result of that measurement? And yes, that takes time, and yes, that's frustrating, and yes, that gets confusing as heck sometimes. But you know, after a couple, three years, if you're seeing the same trend over and over and over again, you need to change. You know, that can be seeding rate. That can be fertilizer rate. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, so you know, we do a lot of things well in this province. Um, you know, we've got some excellent yields. Um, you know, we're some really great farmers. Um, you know, and, and you know, we've got a lot to brag about, and a lot to be thankful for. And we're, you know, we're very blessed with the being surrounded by the Great Lakes and lots of rainfall and beautiful temperatures. And you know, we have the potential to really crank it up and, and, and do a lot better job. And, you know, that's, in my opinion, that's what we can do better. Um, we need to, as an industry, we need to stop holding the customer back by our beliefs and our fears.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yep.
1: And, you know, just because we believe it doesn't work, doesn't mean we should portray that onto the customer. You know, if they want to try something, help them try it, you know, learn together.
0: That's a good reminder. Cause I think sometimes yeah. maybe you have like one bad experience with something and like, you're so fearful that like that could happen to somebody else. Right. That then you, like sure. you say, like you, you hold them back from, from doing that. So that, that's a really yeah. good
1: point. And, yeah. and so that would be, that's, that's what I would say is, is go try something and measure it. And if you're not sure how to measure it, ask for some help. Cause there are people out there in the province that can help you. And and we'll show you how to measure it properly and and help you start making some of those more actionable decisions. Yeah. And and you know that that's the only way to better yourself and better your operation.
0: That's a good point. And I think that you folks um, at Devron and Veritas, like you guys are, I think over the next few years, especially like you're going to do so much to kind of bring that community across the province even closer, for sure. Um, I think that you'll help a lot of people with what you guys are doing. So that is very cool. I think we're. The province is very lucky that you're so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> no, a, that's, it'll be fun. That's, that's our goal is to, is to try to help you know, more farmers be more profitable and, and, you know, and listen to what their needs are and, and help them try to find a better way. So fun times ahead.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Mike, for taking the time to uh, have a chat with everyone.
1: Yeah, thanks, Michelle. I enjoyed it. It was good talking to you too.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more episodes, please subscribe. You can find updates to new episodes on my Twitter at ProsperityAg0L.